sets your butane torches to high and your expectations to low. Coming to you from the cigar cave in the hills of the Steel City, get ready to get your fix. This is the Cigar Junkies Podcast. Welcome to the Cigar Junkies Podcast, the cigar show for the community by the community, formed to talk stogies, booze, food, and anything else in the cigar lifestyle. If you're looking for ratings, negativity, or an authority on all things cigar, you came to the wrong place. Whether you like what you hear or not, please join the conversation and let us know by finding us at the Cigar Junkies Facebook group or contacting us at thecigarjunkies at gmail.com. Yo, yo, man. How was it? How was the weekend? Oh, dude. It was busy. And you? Ah, same, I would say. Yeah? Anything spectacular going in your life? Uh, Nothing much, just the poker game. Ah, okay. Well, so you did your happy birthday poker game, right? And uh, I'm assuming you took all the winnings? I took jack shit. Uh, Paid for the food, paid for the booze, took nothing home. But we usually win, I'd say, about 33% of the time the house takes the money. So it's not too bad. Old Uncle Artie pulled it out last night at around uh, 2.30 in the morning, so... We were mostly just happy he was able to stay awake. Uh, usually he's in bed at 7 p.m. I'm sure he was the one that wanted to get out of here more than anybody else. So good on him. He finally did it. Fantastic, man. So what time did you guys start the game? Uh, 7 o'clock. Oh, so, okay. I mean, you know, 7, 7 to 2, 2.30 is still a pretty pretty decent uh, length night. Uh, the wife and I went out earlier than normal. So we did eight people, and uh, I think... Uh, think we didn't make it to the final three so we were going back and forth dealing for the last three players but it was a good time man. we didn't have to drive home so you know we had the fucking the ice again over the weekend and uh you know some people had to pull the plans you know what it's like february birthdays fucking gotta deal with the weather is what it is but uh all in all we had a good time how about you how was your your uh birthday celebration uh so i had a lot of cancellations like we said you know it's a good thing about being a february birthday is you, you you don't expect anybody to show up i also didn't want anybody to drive it wasn't comfortable that's right just send the presents in the mail yeah. we'll get them just 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 amazon two-day delivery i mean or you know just tell them to hold it for me at the wine and spirit store either one's fine Ooh, where you go although if you're going uh to the liquor store probably better off out of state yeah you, i don't <laughs> want to bad mouth it we got we have some good selections i i will say we have what we have we have good prices on most of the time it's it's a weird racket if you're not from Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania has a monopoly on the liquor stores here. Uh, the cool thing is most of the selection is pretty straightforward throughout the, the state. However, there is some stores that have different inventories than others, but the prices are controlled relatively well. The problem is what we have is what we have, and uh, a lot of websites won't even deliver to PA. So, Yeah, they, they've definitely got a nice lockdown on what they're doing. Um, I do want to show you one of my birthday gifts. I kind of... Kept it to the side there. A friend of mine hooked me up with a sweet tumbler. Hell yeah. It is a cylindrical tumbler with a band, and it is a cigar. So the uh, the bottom of it is my ashes, and uh, it's sweet. That is a hell of a, uh, a length-to-gauge ratio there. If that was like a 50 ring gauge, it'd be like a two and a half. It's, that's definitely a nub. Oh, uh, yeah. We, yeah. I mean, I would go as far as to call it a chode. At that point. Fair enough. I, I wasn't referring to the name brand. I was thinking of the fucking, that, that's a finger burner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, did you, uh, did I tell you that we smoked the, or we had a guy smoke the Woody down at the shop? 
<laughs> I saw the pictures and oh. it was enjoyable. Uh, if you guys are following along on Facebook, uh, Sam had uh, some wonderful pictures of this. If you haven't seen it, it is the most ridiculous. It is a hundred ring gauge, 21 inch long cigar. Uh, I will post a uh, picture of it to the Facebook group as soon as we finish up here so that anybody can uh, take a look at it. But, man, just watching him try and light it with his arm reached all the way out, him leaning all the way back, trying to get the lighter around the end of it. He tried toasting the foot at first, and it wasn't taken. He had to draw on it to get it to light. So it was hysterical. And the best part was I was just tearing him up while he did it. So he's laughing the whole way through. Yeah, it looked like uh, somebody trying to shoot themselves in the mouth with a full-length shotgun. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But that is the best description. Yeah. Like he's reaching Just down there with his pinky toe to pull the trigger. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That that that's the ultimate game. He needs to get better with his feet so he can light the cigar with his toes. There it is. Step it up, Fred. Come on, buddy. All right. So, you know, we appreciate everybody that's been listening. We are racking up some listens uh on old Spotify. We appreciate it when you guys like and share. Uh, you know, spread the word for us. Let, let people in your group know that we're, uh, you know, putting this trash up on uh, for your amusement or whatever it is you get out of it. We appreciate you listening with us. Um, but uh, we have actually uh, reached one milestone already. We have our first sponsor. And no, our shameless begging last week did not even contribute to it because he called before the show was posted. So uh, without further ado... It is time for the Cigar of the Week, brought to you by Leaning House Cigars. Leaning House Cigars, located along the Monongahela River in Belvernon, Pennsylvania, is your destination for the ultimate cigar smoking experience. Whether you're exploring their wide selection of premium cigars in the two walk-in humidors, unwinding in the comfortable lounge, or enjoying live music on one of the most unique and intimate live music venues in the Berg, the house has something for everyone. Want to try the stick we are smoking today? Pick it up from the Leaning House Cigars or order online at leaninghousefinecigars.com. And the sticks that Dave has provided us today, we have the Tatuaje Cojita Sumatra Rothschild 4x50. Capa Especial. Uh, Would you call me? Oh, calm down now. So, you going with straight cut again? Because, you know, you're incredibly predictable. Uh, it is... It is not predictability, my friend. It is, it is my experience. I am centering myself. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be able to pick the word out of the air. I used it before, but you know, we all got our ways. We all got our ways, and we're we're dug into them, and we're creatures of habit. Um, but uh, you know, if you're alluding to what I think you are, you can go ahead and spit it out. We'll see maybe what the Facebook group uh, can chime in and think. Uh, they can let us know what their thoughts are. I'm just going to say two little words to define it right now, buddy. Yeah, basic. All right? Wow. That, be, if you were uh, wearing a puffy vest right now and some fuzzy boots, I wouldn't be surprised. I'd Line go with the puffy start. shirt. Would you? The puffy shirt? The pirate shirt? Oh, okay. Mm, not a Seinfeld guy. No, not at all. All right, so what Sam failed to pick up on, I was trying to get him to bring out, was we were speaking a little bit before the show uh, about the possibility of a future episode where we force each other to be comfortable, uncomfortable the entire way through by cutting each other's cigars. 
So you're stuck with the cut that I give you. I'm stuck with the one he gives me. Uh, let us know in the Facebook group what you guys think. Um, we might even open it up. You know, maybe that'll be the first uncomfortable show. And then the next one we could do uncomfortable ways to smoke your cigar from the Facebook group. As long as we have our pants on. I'm Maybe not, we I'm have to use it. use our toes. I don't know. I'm I, sure they'll get creative. I'm not smoking a Woody. So, I mean, I cannot see anything being half as uncomfortable as the six-hour escapade that was him smoking this stick. And there was still probably a good six or seven inches of the stick left when he was done. And, and he only smokes big ring-gauge cigars. He back-to-backs them. I mean, he, he, he enjoys his cigars the way he does. But... Even he was turning green at the end. He's like, it's just too much. He's like, 20 inches of cigar coming through and just, you know, filtering throughout that that end. It was just, he was done. Honestly, that cigar would be more useful as a, a personal defense weapon, except for there's no realistic way to conceal it because they'd call your bluff right away. That's... I, you, you might say a personal defense weapon. I was thinking it could be a Lewinsky pre- pleasure device. A little marital aid. I mean... The yeah. old Clinton... I mean, or you, you know, it, it's big enough they could share. I mean, you could go the old scissors route. If you find another one to share, I don't know what you're doing, but uh, you're in a different wheelhouse than me, and I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> Roger but that. We got uh, this Tatuaje lit up. Um, what are your initial thoughts on this? This is my first time smoking this. Um, I've, I've had a couple of tats in the past, but uh, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you which one. Part of the problem for me with the Tatuaje brand um and, and and I have got nothing against them. I'm just not a, a, a Tatuaje has their fanboys, and that that's not me casting any negativity upon anybody else. But for me, I go in and look at the the grouping of Tatuajes in a local humidor. I have a real hard time differentiating them. Yeah, you got to read the box. That's going to be your your saving grace. I mean, even you know this says Capa Especial on it, but nowhere on this stick does it say it's the Cohete Sumatra. And and I don't want to read. No, it won't. Is it because you don't want to? It's because I'm an American male. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Because fucking, I don't want to. Because America, make it shiny colors. That's it. Yes. Just give me pictures, step-by-step guide, and we'll be good to go. No, there's actually, uh, have you had any of the Cohete line? No, but if we're going to go with ways to draw my attention, I prefer shiny things and pretty colors. That you know what that doesn't surprise me at all. You you, you strike me as a strong ooh shiny individual. Um, I just want to clarify that ooh, I ooh shiny. <laughs> I actually have called my wife ooh shiny for about a decade because she'll be in the oh shiny, and she's just gone. You just completely loses the whole thing. I mean, and she can birdwalk a conversation like it's nobody's business. My wife is uh, an amazing uh, multitasker, but because of that. I call her five second Shannon and it's not because she isn't processing what you're saying or what's going on around her. It's just that she's doing 700 other things in her fucking head that you can't begin to comprehend. Right. So I'll say something and go five, four, three, two, one. And she'll start laughing. And it's not because she's slow. She's smarter than I am, but there's a delay on the fuse because you got to get through the rest of the pop-up ads in her head of fucking take the kids here and do that and you know god bless her because without her i'd be a mess i was just gonna say i think it's a mom thing i think that once they have kids they just turn into these amazing creatures that can process 300 things at a time because as much as she's shiny same thing she can balance you know what the kids are doing what they have to do what i have to do where i have to be when i have to be there and i'm like is it time to wake up yet like i i 
I don't even know what I had for lunch most days. Mm. And she's telling me what the menu is for the next two weeks. Well, here's to the wives that make us look like we know what we're doing because shit would surely fall apart without them. Oh, and the best part is they make us feel like we're doing good the whole time. Like, they make you feel like you did the right thing. And then you think back and you're like, no, that was literally all her idea. Pat you on the head and good boy. <laughs> Atta boy. That's about right. So what's your initial thoughts on this thing? So you've, you've kind of gotten into a little bit. I mean, yeah. So actually, this is um, a lot nicer than what I expected. Not that I didn't expect anything nice. I know it's a high quality smoke. I know that there's a lot of fans of this stick out there. But I'm not going to lie to you. I was up late last night at the poker game and I probably had two or three drinks, but I burned down a lot of cigars, including the Aladino uh, Patton which is way big. Um, One of my favorite sticks, by the way, for a poker game or a bonfire, because uh, unlike the Woody, it's a big cigar that's a pleasant smoking experience. I don't have to cut and light two cigars. I get through one. But I still had about three other ones. So I woke up this morning, and my throat was a little burned up. Um, Uh. I did a pre-smoke when I was running around to pick up the ones we're smoking today, downed a bunch of uh, beverages trying to get the throat good. It's opened up. It's good. But I was worried that this cigar was going to be a little intimidating for, you know, the abuse that I took last night might have been a little punishing. But this is actually really nice. It's smooth. I definitely get um, the impression of a, a higher nicotine content up front, but it's too early to say, like, I don't know if this is going to, I don't think it's going to be overwhelming, but I could definitely, you know, understand right away that this is not going to be a mild stick, uh, but the flavor is smooth and it, and it's, uh, it's pretty approachable right off the bat. Yeah. It's, it's really friendly. Um, I'm glad he didn't give us the broadleaf. So there's three in the Cohete line, the Habano, the Sumatra and the broadleaf, I believe. And, from what I understand, the broadleaf's a bit more potent. Oh, he's handing me a shiny box that says patent on it. That's the that. uh, that's the coffin box that the patent comes in. I smoke about two of those a year, and then I stack up the boxes in the other room and use them for various purposes. Well, I, I do have to compliment you. That's a that's a big stick you had there, sir. Yes, sir. I, mean, I, I, I have a few friends that might put paraphernalia or whatever in them. I don't, what, what you do with them once I give them to you is your right. problem. But th- it's a nice box. Yeah, no, I... It's always good to keep your, your stick in a nice box. Um, anyways, before we get out of hand here, yeah, I made mistakes last night myself. I, on the other hand, only had one cigar. I had the broomstick last night, which was my first time having the broomstick. Haven't heard of it. Sure. Uh, Please it, indulge. It It's actually really good. Um, pretty intoxicated by the time I had it. Who makes so, it? Terrazona. Okay. It's uh, Terrazona, I believe. Uh, Famous makers of Terrazona Tice Tea. <laughs> I do not know what that is. Are you just messing playing words here? Or what are you doing? Yeah. I was, I was, okay. I was just, uh, well, I'm, I'm just going to say I'm not tracking. Dad joke, man. Oh, yeah. Arizona iced tea. Oh, okay. Arizona Tice tea. I don't know. Wow. So you went with the dad Tyson joke kind of mixed in yeah. there. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so, no, it was good. We, uh, we carried, we went through a lot of high gravity Belgian beers last night. So I don't think we drank anything below 10 or 11%. I don't want to even guess how many we had total. Um, I'm not a counter when it comes to that. But I know that I woke up this morning with both hours of sleep to my buddy's corgi jumping on me and his kids running around the house. And just I just I called my wife on FaceTime immediately and just started laughing. I'm, I, all I said was mistakes were made, and she's laughing at me. She's going, your eyes aren't even open. I'm like, they're as open as they can go right now. It was – I did not anticipate feeling as good as I do now when I only woke up, you know, 
a couple hours ago on two hours of sleep. Well, we've established our limits. No reading for me, no math for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, we could definitely, uh, and that tracks back to high school, man. I hated reading. Uh, good at math. Good at math. We, yeah. we swap out. I'll have you do the reads. I'll do the math. I like it. Uh, I can uh, add up the show's budget, the profits, uh, zero and zero. Um, although we're up two cigars right now, so that's not too bad. Yeah. Uh, actually, we're up four cigars. I don't know if I told you or not, and I didn't bring them because I'm a terrible uh, friend and co-host here. Mm, uh, Josh from Oliva hooked us up with two. Uh, Josh from Oliva hooked us up with two Numbaduros. I got to bring yours over. Uh, yeah, we'll give those a puff here one of these days. All right. Well, thank you to Josh. I'll thank Sam when I see the sticks. We'll see if they make it this far. Hey, come on, buddy. Have a little faith. I think Dave's been waiting on two Rocky Patels that were given to me for about two months now. But, uh, yeah, it, it it's just a matter of I don't look at my humidor unless I'm trying to smoke something. Time moves a little different in the cigar world, too. If they say you're going to get it in February, you know, you get it in June, be happy. Right. <laughs> but let's talk a little bit about this cigar. So we did say it's the Rothschild. It's a four-inch by 50 ring gauge. The wrappers in Ecuadorian Sumatra. The binder is Nicaraguan, and the filler is Dominican. Um, what do you know about Tatuaje cigars? I imagine there's a possibility you know more than me, but I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a stab at the dark. As I threw out last week, man, you know more about these companies than I do, for sure. And even if you feel like it's limited, you still know more about the companies themselves than I have. Well, what I do have is Google. And uh, Google, not always that friendly on getting you the background info on uh, the cigar companies. Uh, Wikipedia, not really full of your uh, cigar celebrities. But uh, what I can tell you is Tatuaje started in 2003 by Pete Johnson. Uh, do you know who makes the cigars for Pete? I did not until I read the show notes. Oh. I know now. Oh, okay. So it's the first brand uh, from Don Papin Garcia that he put out on his own, um, his own factory, uh, his own project. And, uh, you know, Don Pepin Garcia, of course, famous of my father's cigars. A uh, lot of sticks in there that uh, I'm a big fan of myself personally. I think their Connecticut is one of the best ones on the market um, just because it has, you know, the smooth uh, smoking experience you expect out of a Connecticut, but it's got a lot of upfront flavor. It has that uh, spice that, that you come to expect from the My Father one, so that's always nice. I actually haven't had that con Connecticut yet. As much it's as nice. I like Connecticut's, I have, nice. I have one at the house. I just never get around to My father, it. I would say one of the masters of the classic uh, cigar art. Their bands are always beautiful. Oh, yeah. They are like what I think of a cigar band that is the epitome of just classic, you know, no crazy shit, but, you know, a lot of artistic detail without overdoing it. Very pretty artwork from those guys. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so starting in 2003, uh, I believe, and I could be wrong, as I often am, that uh, Pete actually started on the retail end. Um, and, uh, you know, decided that he was going to kick out his own brand known for, uh, being a tattoo guy, uh, Tatuaje translates directly to tattoo. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that can, can write in and tell us a little bit about what we're missing on that end. But, uh, Pete, very big on, uh, doing the, the limited releases, lots of people chasing the, the Tatuajes and, and it's a good cigar. Yeah. I'm. I'm probably in the fanboy category when it comes to them. 
I'm maybe not quite committed, but just that, didn't know who it was made by, yeah, when it was started, I, I anything about the guy. He yeah. doesn't care about the people. Just give me the cigar. I just want to taste the cigars and you know see what I like, see what I don't like. You were talking about that. Patton is your go-to for like a longer, a mm-hmm. little bit more duration. The Frankenstein's mine. There you go. I can get two, two and a half hours out of Frankenstein. And the monster's obviously a very cool gimmick. Oh, um, yeah. And people, you know, claw at each other like they do at Black Friday trying to get the newest toy for their kid. Um, I know there's a lot of people chasing down those sticks, and you got to give it to them. It's a really good idea. I think we actually still have some of the Monster Mash boxes in the shop. I know I bought most of them. Uh, so I do have a couple of those, but the Monster Mash boxes, I haven't had a bad one out of them. It's, I don't like the tattoos. Okay, from, from which is their budget stick. I've had that one, and and it's not bad for a budget stick. I I, I think it fit in my wheelhouse. Okay, okay. It's it. I think the issue for me was at the time I, I haven't priced them in a while. Um, it's a budget stick, but it wasn't quite budget enough to be a budget stick for right. me. Like the price was low compared to the rest of the lines, and it was a good stick for the money. But if I was chasing stuff for a, a lower price range, I probably dipped a little lower. But again, I haven't checked in a while, so I'm not really sure where that all adds up right now. Yeah, I'm not sure where they're. I think they're seven fifty to eight, uh, eight fifty. I think is about where they run. But that that kind of leads me to something I wanted to bring up uh, the last couple of weeks, even, and I just keep forgetting to even talk to you about it. So I'm catching you a little off guard here. But for anybody who's new to cigars, I hate that a lot of these guys will point them towards a budget stick. Like if you're going, if you're trying to get somebody who comes in and is like, oh, I want to get into cigars. Try and keep them away from the cheaper stuff to begin with. Yeah, and here's the thing. I I think that a a lot of places, um, no offense to anybody out there, but a lot of places are missing that high-quality counterperson in this area that you should have at a retail place. And um, I find myself all the time selling sticks to people when I'm in a humidor that I have no association with any cigar shops in this area uh, other than Dave providing the cigars for the show. By the way, if you want to get the, that Monster Mash box, apparently Sam says they got them. Go hit up Dave at Leaning House Cigars or LeaninghouseFindCigars.com. I don't know if they're on the website or not. But uh, I do notice a lot of times people come in, hey, you need help with anything. This is this, this is that. And that's about it. But if you're trying to bring somebody over to the dark side, you're trying to get somebody into cigars, I think the best approach is to figure out what their palate is like. Do you like Miller Lite? Do you like Yingling? Do you like craft beer? Do you like your coffee black? Do you like it with cream and sugar? Uh, do you like spicy food? Try to figure out where their palate's at. Find something that's going to fit them because you can't always take somebody to a mild cigar right out the gate either. Mild cigar is probably the best entry point for most people, but there are people out there that are going to go, this is boring, I don't get it, I'm not picking anything up. Whether you're a cigar smoker or a cigarette smoker, I'm sorry, plays into it as well because, you know, cigarette smokers, you got to explain to them this is a different experience, but you have to understand that their palate's probably a little bit dead too. You know what I mean? Like they're not going to pick up. It numbs it down. Right. You you give somebody a Connecticut shade and they're used to smoking a pack of Marlboro a day, they're probably going to find it too mild to even get anything out of. But at the same time too, price point, ask them, what do you want to spend? Um, tell me what range you're comfortable with and find something that that makes their palate and their wallet happy and, you know, maybe throw a couple of sticks and say, you know, there's a large variety out there. Here's 
this is you know a low price medium stick this is a little bit more body uh it's a couple of dollars more i really like this one try it out let me know what you think but don't try to push what you like on somebody else don't assume that a cheaper cigar is going to be the best way to go in don't assume it's mild you know take take some consideration uh with people whenever you're picking sticks out for them especially if they're new to it i had really good conversation with two non-cigar smokers last night so you know we're in the hot tub that you know oh yeah uh we you know we're hanging out we're drinking beer and i asked if anybody wants a stick and they're both like yeah you know it's your birthday we'll have one with you but neither one really gets into cigars so I gave him, actually, my father, La Promesa's last night. That's a great mid-range, fairly neutral stick that you can almost give to anybody. And somebody who is into it and wants the flavor profile can get a lot of enjoyment out of it. And somebody who's new to it, it's not an offensive cigar. Absolutely. They usually burn great. The hot tub did not, the steam off the hot tub did not treat them well last night. But Hot tub's a great place to smoke a cigar. But it's a difficult place to you smoke one to too. Really you got to keep one hand dry all the time. Yeah, you, you got you got the doctor hands up. Like you know, right. you, you can't. You got to try and keep that one hand perfect all the time, and then you got what you do with the other hand is your business. But that will, one hand's got to stay above the water line. What happens under the bubbles should stay under the bubbles. Uh, but no, like we were talking about it, and you know, they they started calling me a junkie and a nerd last night for some odd reason, right? Hey, and uh. No, they, we were talking about it, and I'm like, you know, they asked, you know, how many cigars a day do I smoke? And I said, it depends on the day. It depends That's, on oh, yeah. what I'm eating, what I'm doing. You know, if I'm not busy and I can just do yard work with a stick, but, like, do it at a leisurely pace, you know, I might have five in a day. Or I might have one and only want one and have time for more. I'm, br- I'm glad you brought that up because I smoke time-passing sticks. I smoke chore sticks. Uh and, and I'm curious if you have the same experience as I do. There are two different kinds of ways that you can do a chore and smoke a cigar. If it's not a very intense project, if it's something that you're doing casually, uh, I think it works real well. And then there are the chores that I think, uh, you know, are going to just be terrible. So I'm going to try to make this as good as possible by smoking a stick at the same time. Is usually the ones where I end up slobbering all over the yep. thing. It burns half-ass fucking sideways. It's smoking it, your eyes. It's smoking my eyes. I end up dropping it on the ground, stepping on it, whatever. And then the other times, too, honestly, even the other times, they make the experience better. But then a lot of times what I'll end up finding is I end up relighting that cigar 10 times. Oh, I'm going to yeah. clean the workbench and I'm going to smoke a cigar while I'm doing it because, hey, I want to fucking smoke a cigar. And, and then I turn around there. and the cigar's out. And it's not the cigar's fault. It's just, you know, I, I move from one thing to another. You know, I, I don't want the smoke in my face. Like you said, you don't want to get in your eye. You turn around and the thing's done. And it's like, ah, son of a bitch, relight it, relight it, relight it. And then you end up burning about 50% of the cigar just in relights. That's the only thing I miss about smoking a cigarette is cutting the grass, having a cigarette, hang out of the corner of my mouth, you know, beer in my hand on the riding mower or, you know, whatever. And I was always one of those guys that I could just hang a cigarette on my mouth. I got a push mower. Yeah. Well, e- even even with the, you know, with that guy, you, you can still walk around with it. and But you're not doing that with a cigar. You know, you, you can, but it's in your hand and it's, I don't know. It's not as... It's not it, as it easy. demands attention, yeah. and and that's the thing. What I'm what I'm not disparaging the idea of chore cigars, yardsticks, dog walkers, uh, 
But generally speaking, for me personally, I do not have the multitasking capabilities to make it as enjoyable as I expect it's going to be. Something ends up lacking. Either the cigar experience does or my work quality does. I Dude, I did, a, uh, I did an entire roof with a, a cigar. I mean, I had a cigar the entire time. I mean, like, Woody? No, no. Oh, multiple cigars. Multiple cigars, yeah. Multiple days. I, I mean, I was going to ask if you were using it as a hammer yeah. to put the nails in. We still talking about my cigar? Yeah. Hey. Wow. He's just, he just going straight for the crickets on me, huh? Mm-hmm. I missed it earlier. I'm hey. a little, little slow on the draw today, but uh, he's we're playing trying, with his new toys. We're trying to out. give you listeners the full audio experience that you expect from a high quality production like this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I put the roof on. I. I think I was smoking. I bought a bundle of cane Maduros. I like canes. I, I do too. I I like, I like the Daytonas a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that I think that's the Orange Foot Band, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that one's really good, and the Maduros serve a purpose. I'm not going to say they're really good, but they serve a purpose. They're the White Foot Band. Okay. Really dark, pretty aggressive leaf on it. Looks almost I'm, like a PA broadleaf. If you're wondering why I have this thoughtful expression, is I'm trying to figure out the purpose. What's the special purpose? It's my stick, Does it, stick to just carry me through. So, okay, at the price that they are, they're not offensive. They, you know, they have a little bit of chocolate to them, but it's not a stick that I'm going to look for flavors in. And I mean, when I was buying the bundles, I think I was getting them for a dollar fifty, two dollars a stick. So it was fantastic as a budget. They, uh, they served that purpose. They were a nice budget stick to get me through. Fair enough. So we were talking about you know what cigars to start people on. We got an email this week. Actually. Let's get at it. Yeah. We got an email from Big Joe. Uh, he said, hey, guys, I got a bachelor party coming up, and I want to take some sticks. What would be good for a group of guys that rarely smoke and just want to celebrate? I'm looking for your thoughts and some funny criticism. Well, funny criticism you are definitely going to get because you did not give us enough context to actually recommend you a stick. My first question is the name Big Joe. Are we compensating for something? Oh, man. I, I you know, I is it an ironic nickname? Is it like, you know, we call you tiny because you're big? Uh, you know, what, what what are you hiding there, Big Joe? Yeah. What, what's the situation? You got the big uh, lift kid on the truck, uh, you know, I'm toupee maybe, you know, stuffing, stuffing socks down the pants. What's going on here? I want more backstory. I'm going to say he's probably a Jeep Wrangler guy all jacked up on, you know, some massive tires, just really compensating for it. With the big tires and the little the the uh, the teenage girls vehicle, so. Well, not that I want to uh, try to shy any listeners away, but uh, you know, I, I've I've heard I've heard some things about the Jeep crowd. Oh yeah, something I, like tiny penis. It's a Jeep thing. Hey. <laughs> well, no. Is back to your question, no, Joe. Uh, the La Promesa is a great choice. Uh, you know that that would be a good one. It's not going to be your most budget friendly. Uh, it's also not going to be an expensive stick. So I'd say sub $10, I'd say La Promesa or Perdomo uh, five-packs, four-packs. Uh, that That's a real smart way to go. Um, the the real nice thing about those packs is that they're humidified so that you, yep. you don't have to worry about storage, especially you're running around and you don't know when you're going to smoke them. That's a great option. Um, also, uh, I, I like to give some love to a local guy, uh, Island Jim Robinson of Leaf and Bean in the Strip. I think the Leaf by Oscar Maduro is one of the most approachable cigars out there, but also carries a lot of flavor uh, for the price. Um, 
the one thing you got to watch with that one is that some newbies will make the assumption that the cigar just looks like that. And that's the way that you need to smoke it. Please understand the outer leaf is a substitution for cellophane. Um, the other problem with it, not a problem, but one of the things you do have to watch out for with that cigar is if you're traveling with them, make sure that you have them humidified because otherwise what happens is that outer leaf dries out super fast. I've left one in the truck overnight, went to smoke it the next day, and then you have crumbled up ass fucking oh. leaves all over the place. So be aware of the fact that that thing, that the cigar will hold up, but the outer leaf that they're using to wrap the cigar in um, for presentation dries out real quick. Uh, so you do have to watch out for that. But, I mean, you know, if you want to you want to walk in, maybe make a splash on the humor side, we could always take it back to the Woody, man. Oh, there you go. I mean, I know it's not a bachelorette party, but I mean, if you just want to watch your friends look ridiculous, pull up, and that's that's uh, Island Jim Robinson as well, isn't it? Uh, Oscar isn't it? Valadares. Okay. Well, I didn't know whose line it came out with, yeah. but Oscar Valadares, uh, of course, the uh, the manufacturer of the the leaf by Oscar and the Island Jim uh, sticks that uh, people in Pittsburgh have come to love uh, from Jim Robinson. So, yeah, I mean. All ties back in. It's a cyclical yeah. thing. Look, look, at at, look at us go. No, I, I I agree that the presentation on the leaf sticks, because they come wrapped the way they do, they just look cool. They do, but I think they scare some people away, too. Yeah. Because they look at be. it and go, what the hell is going on there? Uh, they come in bundles. They a lot, of, a lot of the retailers have a big box that they'll sort them out in. Um, but if they don't have that and they just have the bundle, you might look at it and think there's something wrong with it, think it's weird think it looks like a backwoods kind of deal. There's actually a really beautiful, oily cigar underneath yeah. of that um, outer presentation. And it's a, it's been a go-to for me for a long time. And it's, like I said, very approachable. Their Connecticut is, you know, top three Connecticut's for me. It's it's a really, it's probably the lightest stick that I enjoy would be that their uh, Connecticut. But super, you know. Just a lot of flavor without That's a Pittsburghese cigar smoke. That there, Connecticut. That there, uh, that means going to come on down there. We're going to have a good time. No, uh, another option if you're going for presentation it could be another gym stick, the Island Gym Number Two. I mean, it's designed to look like a pencil. And depending, and smoke great. It's a, it's a good cigar as well. And and if you're you know, if you're going the route of wanting to make a splash on the humor and you want to say something different about the groom, you could always go with the nub too. There, yeah. The, actually, the nub not a bad option. The ring gauges, you know, aside, uh, it, it's not a, a format that I generally will go to because if I'm going to buy a small cigar, I, I don't want to pay the price that I would for a full-size cigar. That being said, you can get a lot of smoke time out of those, but, I mean, it might be uh, a little less intimidating for some of the non-cigar smokers in the group. That being said, you also have things like the JFR Lunatic, which is really good for the price. And... If you're trying to stay on a budget, you cannot not talk about the uh, Charter Oak. Uh, the Charter Oak, Connecticut, and Maduro are both fantastic. If you're not familiar with Foundation Cigars, um, they are made by Nick Melillo, um, who was the guy that ran the factory for Drew Estate. So back in the day, you had Steve Saka and the presidency, Steve you know, called called up Nick, and this is what I want, blah, 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 blah. But Nick is the one um, that uh, blended everything that came out of that factory. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, no. So Tabernacle, um, High Clare Castle. Um, he's got a lot of good sticks. The El Wednesday, 
Uh, those are all from Nick. Um, he's actually the guy that basically originated the infused platform because he was doing all the acids too. So, um, you know, that sometimes is, is a good way to go with newer people. A lot of people that are, that are trying to make the segue in, pick up on the infused thing. It's not for me. Um, but even if you, we were talking earlier about trying to introduce, uh, you know, if you're trying to bring somebody over, uh, let's say you're a guy that smokes traditional cigars and you've got a friend that smokes acid and you want to kind of bring them along, but you don't want to overwhelm them in the beginning. The upsetters line by Nick Melillo is an infused line, but it's less aggressively infused than the acid brand. Um, so if you find someone that carries the upsetters, pick up a couple of those for your friend that smokes acid that you're trying to transition over because, you know, it's kind of like when people vape and they back off on the nicotine or whatever, you're going to be able to step it down. Yeah, uh, there's there's actually quite a few of the less infused than acid. Uh, you know, you got the Fat Bottom Betty, um, all that jazz, that, that whole line there. Are they infused or are they just sweetened? They, I think they just have a sweetened tip on them. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, the sweet, if, if I have a sweet tip, honestly, I, the for my first experience with the fat bottom Betty, um, seen, seen them on, on, uh, social media and they're real big. Right. And I'm like, that's a really cool band. Yeah. Fucking Deadwood is the dopest ass fucking cigar company. I name love, ever. you know, if you're a Western fan, Deadwood is the coolest fucking name yeah. for a fucking cigar company. And I got in, I was all jacked up, ready to go. Got this fucking stick and I was like, put it in my mouth and I'm, the the face I made I'm sure was probably terrible but I was not expecting it. Um I did the same thing. Nobody talked about the fact that it was sweet and it doesn't look like it. It doesn't can, have that can aroma. Can we please, you know, I understand for cigar manufacturers that there's uh you know some issue with associating your cigars with they don't want to use the word flavored anymore because FDA is coming after that. I get it. You know, give me some sort of indication on Altered. your box that they're sweet tipped or or if not you, I get it. The manufacturers, retailers, put a post-it on it. it says sweet tipped. You know what I mean? That's going to help you two ways because the people that don't like sweet tipped will stay the hell away from it. If, you know, not going to take it home and be pissed off that they got a sweet tip cigar that they didn't want. And then on the other hand, people that are coming into your shop looking for stuff that's sweet tipped or infused or approachable, you know, it, it's going to help bring those people in. So, you know, help, help, help both sides of, of the argument. I think most, most of the shops in the area keep their sweet or infused cigars separate. So, I mean, there is at least that. You know, I know like the leaning house we have, you know, some yeah, groovy separate, blues and all that on one separate side. Separate humidors and, and stuff. Then, yeah, exactly. Sure. And I think that's. That's the biggest thing, but you know, keep not it. everybody can do that. Yeah, um, no, that's true. But and I think that's where I picked it up. I think it was Route 19, um, which is a great place. Uh, they have a decent selection for the couple humidors that they have, but I I did not expect it when I got it. I do want to say thank you to Big Joe for writing in. I know we picked on you. If you want to get picked on too, like Big Joe did, uh, you know, send your questions into the Cigar Junkies at Gmail or find us on the Facebook group. We appreciate your involvement in the show in any way that you. Uh, feel that you want to be so you know put you on notice you might get blasted we might fuck with you a little bit but you know that's what we're here for yeah and i mean joe best bet i don't know where you're from what what your life situation is all that jazz but stop down the house and come see me and i'll help you pick the sticks i mean really that's that's going to be your best bet stop in and see a tobacconist somewhere smell something oh what's that i don't know 
Oh, I don't oh. know what it is. You, something, you some, step in something maybe. Uh, on it, the way? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. So let's go back to this cohete. I just got a pretty foul taste off of it. Yeah, and and I saw I saw the face, and that's not to disparage the scar because I'm about the same point that you are, um, and and I'm going real good so far. I don't know if you you just picked up a tar plug on it. Did you get through it, or is it still hitting you? Yeah, it, it burned out. It, that's good, but it was probably three three or four draws on it of not pleasant at all. I smoked a cigar the other day. Shit, I'm trying to remember what it was. I liked the cigar. I think I've had it before. Um, and it just put off a weird smell. The wife was thought there was some spool. I said, it kind of got like a, like a dairy thing or something, uh, going on that weirded me out, but it, it actually tasted really good. It smoked good. I'm not going to even try to remember what the cigar is. Cause I don't want to say anything negative cause I like the cigar experience, but there was like a real weird aroma thing going on. Like, where did you get that cigar from? Oh man. Now, you know what? I haven't had, like, tar plugs. I don't think I've had but maybe a half dozen sticks where I had a moment of that. Uh, the only thing, I think the worst one I had was a, oh, what was that? It was a Tatuaje. It was a T110, and I got a stem, and it okay. it fired. A stem will do that for sure, yeah. man. Um, yeah. Have you ever had a stem in a sunflower seed pack? No. You ever eat sunflower seeds? Yeah. Dude, I used to burn through sunflower seeds at work all the time. And um, so every once in a while, a little piece of stem would make it through the process and get into the bag. And you know, just take a handful and throw them into my mouth at work and bite into it. It'd be bitter and oh. so overwhelming and bad. It was a it was a negative experience for sure. So so they have like their own flavor to them? Like is it always oh, than the sunflower? Yeah. Oh really? Oh it's rough, man. It's it's not uh, it's not a good time. Um I've had probably less experiences with tar and plugs and cigars, but I have had a few. And the one thing that everybody has to keep in mind out there is this is a handmade product. So right. you need to understand that you're going to have um not every not every single cigar is going to perform perfectly, and it does not mean that the cigar is not quality. It doesn't mean that they're not doing the right things. But, I mean, it's a handmade product, and that's part of what you're paying for. Uh, you know, I don't think that uh, there's a lot of people out there that I don't think realize how much effort, how much labor, how much uh, craftsmanship goes into making them. But it's a handmade product that travels a long way. It goes through a lot of sets of hands. So, um, 300. It's oh, supposed to be 300 hands. Yeah. So Touching. is that 150 pairs? That That's always my question. Oh, yeah. So I've, I hear that number all the time. 300, 300. And it's okay. I, is yeah, it, is it, it was 150, 150 people. people. What if some of those people lost their hand in the tobacco bale or maybe that adds a couple in? I don't well, know. I think it might be an estimate. I'm, I'm going to say it's probably not a precise measure. Yeah, I would imagine it's different, a little bit different from everybody. But you got a lot of people involved in the process for sure. And um, you can't let one experience, good or bad, determine the way you feel about a cigar. I've had several cigars uh, from different companies, different lines, that the first time I've had them, I was blown away from them. And then the next time I picked them up, I don't know if it was a different shipment, different yield. Didn't do it for me anymore. And um, that happens, too, because some companies cannot afford to procure the same tobacco all the time the ones that do you have to understand that tobacco is a crop and it's affected by climate so uh rain 
uh, you know, all, all soil, all that shit plays into it. And uh, you cannot have the same exact tobacco all the time. And if you have a really good blender at your factory, uh, they'll cover up for that by putting a little bit more of this or a little bit less of that in it to keep the blend tasting the same. Um, but, I mean, you're going to have variation. Yeah, I mean, it's like anything. You, you know, Have you ever made beer? No. Uh, your water is, like, the biggest difference. So, like, I can make beer at my house. You can make beer here. And Jimmy down the street can make beer. And we can use the exact same recipe, time, all that. But you use, you know, polar ice water you picked up at Walmart. I use a filtered system on my house and jimmy uses his hose those beers are going to taste completely different i just love i, I love the way that came off your tongue jimmy uses his hose jimmy uses his hose <laughs> uh, we're, we're, oh, well i'm just going to chime in real quick that's a big thing about new york food right like you you hear people from new york oh the bagels the pizza oh, this is the best this is the best i like it from here i like it from there and a lot of that has to do with the tap water that's being involved um, there's actually places out in, there's a place in California that I heard about that makes New York bagels that actually are supposed to be like legit ass New York bagels. A lot of places would be like, oh, it's New York bagels. And it's not, I've never had a New York bagel. I've never had an imitation New They're York better. bagel. I cannot speak to what the difference is, but supposedly it's the water, that New York water, the way that it's processed and filtered or whatever they add to it. Um, makes a significant difference on the taste. And so this this company out in California actually imports water from New York. From New York City. To make, yes. Like city water. Yes, to oh, make their wild. bagels. And supposedly that is like a big part of why. And, and that that's going to be, you know, based on where you came up, right? Like uh, if you're from Pittsburgh, chances are you like French fries in your salad and coleslaw in your sandwiches yeah. and shit like that. Like we just all have our weird idiosyncrasies that are associated with the places that we grew up and the things that we like. But, um, yeah, apparently the water plays a big part in it. What is your favorite food? Oh, man. You had to pick like and I'm not. That's what? so tough, right? Because I'm a fat kid. Uh, right? Mostly anything sweet. Um. Well, you said you don't eat fruit, you said. Like, what was... So, day? here's the thing. I don't eat healthy uh, <laughs> very often at all. And I, it, it's not because I don't like fruit. I really do. There are certain fruits that I like, but there's a lot of fruits that I like the taste of, but I don't like the texture of. Um, so, enough. like, I'm more likely to drink a glass of any fruit juice than eat the actual fruit. I like peaches and plums. Um I hate the way oranges feel in my mouth after I start eating. I love orange juice. Okay. I hate the feeling. You don't like that pulpy? Well, what happens is, I don't know if it's the way I eat them, if I'm fucking, you know, slow or I don't want to use any words that might want to. There's a word I was going to, but, you know, I I don't want to offend anybody uh, by using it. But uh, what happens is I'm eating a slice of orange, I'm chewing it up, and, uh, before I get to the point where I can swallow it, all the juice is out of it, and I just got like this tangled mess. This wad of just it, it, it's yeah. like a paper wad in okay. my mouth, and man, I just can't do it. It like triggers my gag reflex. Love orange juice, love it. If I get a really, really juicy orange, um, you know, that I've, I've had a couple that I've gotten down okay and, and had decent experiences with, but there's just not enough of them 
for me, most of the time, it's it's a weird experience, and I don't I don't know why. I wish I did. Uh, I'd probably be in a lot better shape if I didn't have that weird issue with it. But I do. I we are, I we absolutely are. love fruit. I mean, I I can't imagine. They say you are what you eat. Oh well, stop. You're bad. <laughs> I'm telling you. Um, but so I'm gonna rope you back. What what would you say? Like, you know, what what's your birthday meal that you always want made for you, or what do you want to go get? Like. So off the top of my head, two things that I really enjoy are brisket. Yes. Which um, that's one of the few things I do really well. And it's because I'm so scared to mess it up that I use like every trick in the book and I'll do 24 hours in my smoker. Um, I love brisket. Um, This one I think you can see coming. I've got uh, uh, on the top of the list there is going to be smoked sausage. Oh, go ahead. No surprises. No, mm-hmm. no, I'm not. I told you I'm not uh, taking the low hanging fruit anymore. I mean, hot sausage with the peppers and onions. Yo, one of the best smells in the world yeah. is when you're at a, uh, a county fair and you roll up on the place that's doing the coiled up sausage with the peppers and onions yeah. on the freaking food truck or whatever. And you have the funnel Yo. cake smell in the background, too. Holy you got that shit. sweet and you got the sausage smell. Dude, fantastic. All right, I got a breakfast hack for you. Uh, anybody out there that's got a Blackstone or uses uh, any type of cooktop like that, too. I mean, you, I imagine you could probably do it in a skillet, too. But I, I love cooking on my Blackstone. I love cooking breakfast. That's actually one of the first things you told me about yourself. Yeah. You are all about it. Oh, for sure. My wife got me one last Christmas, and I've been in love with it ever since I got it. Um, but what I do is... I prop up the back so that I get the nice little grease corner that holds all my bacon grease. And I cook the bacon first. And then what I'll do is um, particularly pancakes, okay? You don't want to pour it directly into the grease. You know, splash a little bit of grease onto the main surface where you're cooking. Put your pancake on there. As soon as you hit your flip and you can move the pancake again when it's solid enough to move, Slide it over into the corner where your bacon grease is sitting and let it bubble in there. Cook it the rest of the way. You can flip it a couple of times. But what you end up with is essentially a funnel cake pancake. So it's like a steak of funnel cake. Instead of the pasta style funnel cake, it's a fucking steak. So you get this crispy funnel cake tasting outside edges. Um and then that nice, soft, fluffy pancake inside holds syrup real well. It is a fucking experience. I will tell you right now, it is incredible. So next time we do one of these early ones, so for anybody listening, the reason we're not drinking is because it's only noon. And we have, you know, life responsibilities. And, you know, one of us, has, one of us has a real big kid job he has to go to. But uh, next time we do one of these early podcasts, you, you need got to a make... job? No. You oh, do. I got a job tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. All right, fair yeah. enough. But you, uh, you need to make me one of these pancakes and give me a shot and uh, let me try that out. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We could do, uh, we could do a cigar junkie breakfast ooh. at some point. I'm sure we can make that happen. I, I, I say it's a nice photo op, too. We'll add the pictures in and, you know, we'll throw it on the Facebook page and everybody can watch you cook for me. If uh, anybody's wondering why uh, you got a little bit of strange noise happening in the background, uh, I don't think it's from Sam having a stroke. Uh, my daughter's getting ready to go to work. Uh, so we had to open the old door of the junkie cave here. 
Uh, so I think Sam's getting a little chilly. He's, he's starting to regret uh, it, taking that coat off. It's not great. It's brisk, uh, baby. It, 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 it is definitely brisk. Oh. So, all right, so brisket and, like, sausages and all that stuff. Uh, did you ever do, like, the flavored sausages and, uh, from, like, Fresh Time or anything like that? The, like the clove ones and the spinach ones and all that? Yeah, so that's... I would say more of like in the brat category, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Like my wife love, loves that stuff and I like them too. Um, there's, you get like the chicken and broccoli or whatever. There's a lot of different options there as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I love all things sausage, uh, <laughs> bacon, bacon. I'm, I'm American. So do, I, you, uh, do I, you actually love the Blackstone or do you love the fact that it gives you the opportunity to smoke a cigar while you cook? Uh, it's a little from column A and a little from column B. Okay, all right. Part of the great experience of grilling is the idea that you're not committing to a cleanup afterward. Ah. Uh, I think that is the biggest selling point for me is I can go out and not only that, it, it, I can essentially grill any food other than spaghetti, right? Like I can go out there and I can cook chicken, I can cook vegetables, I can do whatever the hell I want. Nothing's going to fall through the grill. It's just like cooking inside, except for it heats up faster. And um, and uh, there's less cleanup. So you could go you could go outside. You can light up a cigar. You can cook whatever you want. And then you scrape everything into the hole when you're done, and it's, it's all good. Yeah. I can mute you if you want to put your coat on. No, I'm good. I'll, uh, I'll I'll put my big boy pants on. I'm I'm good without the coat. I got the the heater right next to me, so at least I got that hot cold thing. Plus, the hangover is actually really appreciating the uh, the cold air right now. It it is making me feel better because I am definitely paying for my mistakes last night. The hills of Pittsburgh are definitely a little bit colder uh, today than we'd like them to be. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, no, it's it's an icy mess out there. Well, so. All right, so your favorite foods? Oh, you were saying spaghetti. That's what I wanted to touch on. My kids' favorite food is fried spaghetti. Fry. I've never had fried spaghetti. So you take day-old spaghetti. Okay. You take a big wad of butter, throw it on your griddle, and throw the spaghetti on top of the the butter and fry it up. And the way it caramelizes the red sauce and all that, dude, it's it's excellent. That sounds like uh, it might be a way that you could turn a traditionally difficult food to eat. Into an easy one. Do you do like a fried spaghetti sandwich? Like, is it yeah. like a patty at that point? You can. Um, for the most part, what I'll do is I'll add a bunch of mozzarella to it and, you know, make it even cheesier and more delicious. All right. It sounds like a good time. Yeah. Yeah. For anybody <laughs> wondering, there is ice scraping happening. That would be the, uh, the current noise. These noises brought to you by Kieran scraping off the van. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about where we're going next week. So we were, we had an idea for this week's show, uh, that, uh, Dave was going to get involved and help us out with, but we didn't want to disappoint the people that we promised that we were smoking the, the, uh, cigar we have currently on the Facebook group. Um, if you didn't know what it is, shame on you because you should have joined the Facebook group and then you would have knew what we were bringing in. Uh, but, uh, next week's show, we are going to be smoking the mystery cigar, uh, from Dave's Magic Bag, yeah. his Magic Sack, wherever he pulls them out of, I don't know. Uh, but we are not going to know what we're smoking next week until after we have smoked it. So Dave will let us all know in the Cigar Junkies Facebook group um, after the show is over. And, uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, go ahead. I 
apologize, guys. I uh, We had a little technical difficulty for a second there. So, anyways, if you're looking forward to smoking along with us next year, next year, next week, next month, we will tell you what it is on the Facebook group after we smoke it. You're not going to know this one until it's already in the books. Um, but... You know, you can you can sit along and laugh at us. Uh, maybe, maybe we can even figure out a way that Dave can communicate with the group. Uh, you know, what we'll talk about that. Maybe we could do a DM system or something so that you guys can join in. Maybe we can even uh, we, for you guys that uh, stop into the Leaning House Cigars. Maybe we can uh, talk to Dave and see if he can take some bands off the sticks and put them in a box somewhere so that you guys can go in and ask for the Cigar Junkies podcast Cigar of the Week. And you uh, then you can smoke it with us and find out what it is at the same time. Yeah, no, I think that'd be that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm excited to do a mystery stick because there, I don't care who you are, you're going to have a bias. Mystery but- stick sounds like something that you get at the glory hole on the weekend. <laughs> You find out it's just a Woody. Um, <laughs> no, but and you do have a gag reflex. <laughs> well, we, we already covered that. When you eat oranges, you can't handle yourself. I was talking about you when the Woody gets there. Oh, buddy, I don't have a gag reflex no? anymore. Huh? Oh, no, no, uh, <laughs> too much time in the military. You just learn how to keep roll with it. Uh, Send it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're more punchy without the alcohol than we are with it. Well, I think it doesn't uh, doesn't detract the fact that we've got all the the background uh uh disturbances going on too i think that's kind of keeping us a little bit up and on our toes uh you know of course we know that this is not going to be the most well-produced product out there for you guys to listen to but uh, if you like the shit show and the train wreck you came to the right place this week because we've got all sorts of distractions happening in the background for your amusement yeah i mean we're two guys in a garage smoking cigars and that's what we want to be, right? We want to be the guys just sitting around BSing. So that's what I was going to name the show, but it was too long to fit in the podcast uh, category type. So yeah, <laughs> we, we we shortened it up. Uh, I dig it, but no, I I think having an unbanded cigar, you, you lose that bias. Like I don't, I've never had a bad Steve Saka cigar. I've never had yeah, a bad for ta- sure Tatawahe. Like I enjoy all of those. And there are some cigars that you're going to have a negative connotation with just by looking at it and going, "Oh, that's a bargain cigar," or "That's a cigar that I've had a bad experience with before," or "I haven't had this, but I don't like that from those guys." So it's nice once in a while to take the band off and not know what you're going to get um, until until you get it. You know, it's nice to go in with an open mind. I think it's a really cool idea. I'm sure Dave won't pick anything. Uh, you know, too bizarre or strange or try to mess us up. I don't, I, you know, I don't know if he's got any CBD cigars over there or anything like that. I don't think he's going to, you know, if he really doesn't like this cigar is giving me the munchies. He's going to slide us two acids and we're just going to hate our lives. Which, which kind of acids? <laughs> Dude, I'm tested, bro. <laughs> I'm seeing colors <laughs> in the smoke. When did you guys get a unicorn in your yard there, bud? I didn't know they had them out there. Uh, I'm picking up raisin and dragon. Uh, no, you you were talking about like the negative connotation. Uh, Aladino, when when you said that the first time, that that you know when we talked about having that as the first stick, I wasn't looking forward to it at all. I I hadn't had good experience with them. I I really enjoyed that stick. It was yeah. delicious. But and and in all fairness, that stick is very different from the rest of the line. So, um, and we talked about that too. It's got the double wrapper. Um, and it's got kind of a unique 
flavor profile, but I've never had a bad experience with Aladino, um, other than the fact that they haven't burned well because they're in my my giant humidor, oh. and there's three sticks in there, and I forgot to put water in it. Uh, you know, it's it's leaky and it's big and it's empty and it's a terrible place to store cigars. Uh, half the time I'll just leave them in the Ziploc because I don't have the time to put into the maintenance and it's it's bigger than what I need. Um, but I've never had a bad experience with them. And, you know, that's that's a good reason to go I'll go back into a brand and check them out again. But again, like I said, um, it's a different profile than than what a lot of the other sticks are. So I can't promise you that you're going to have a good experience with the next, next one you have. Maybe that one just hits your palate a little better than the other ones do. But uh, if it's performance and construction, I've had nothing but good experiences. And, and you know, we're going to circle back to it. Handmade product. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could, you could get real unlucky, you know, and pick four bad cigars. I mean, it could just happen. Most of the time, if you're smoking a, 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 a good brand, um, you shouldn't have that many negative experiences. But, I mean, you can get a bad box. You can get a guy that was pissed off whenever he was bunching the tobacco and he just bunched that shit tight as hell that day. Um, you know, you could have one box that, that uh, you know, was exposed to something weird. You could get it from a shop that doesn't take proper care of their humidor. Yeah, just basic mishandling. You I know. Actually, I so... <laughs> You were talking about your humidor and forgetting to put water in it. So I got a 100-count box at the house, and I go to grab sticks last night for my birthday. I'm, like, I'm going to take my little travel guy with me, and I can't find my travel humidor. So I'm digging around, and I left it in my car. So I had five sticks in there. They had been in there for a week. Uh, that's, that's a long time in Pittsburgh winter. In, yeah. So I, I dig that out, and I'm like, okay. So I go over to the humidor, and I open it up. And I grab a Placencia, and I am just ecstatic. I love the, the compo. I, that, that was my birthday cigar. I had it in mind. That's what I was going to do, and it was crunchy. Like, that stick should not be crunchy at all. So I start reaching around and feeling, like, the different sticks, and they're all crunchy. Uh, so I pull up the app because I got the Govi measuring mine, and it says I'm at 68%. Then I reset, reset it. And apparently, for at least the last 15 days, my box has actually been at 41%. Uh, well, you know, dry box is a problem for some people. You, you know, what are you going to do? You deal with your issues as you come up. I recommend a nice KY. Um, you know, there's lots of things in the, the family planning aisle that can help you with a dry box. <laughs> you know, uh, pick whatever suits you best and go from there. Yeah, no, it... The problem is now it's been so dry for so long that we are going to I'm going to have to do like a full basically reset on the box. I got to reseason everything. All those sticks are going to be 2 3 months before I can touch any of them. It just and I don't know if you've botched your humidor with a, a decent quantity in there. In more ways than I am going to admit on this show, but we've all made mistakes. Yeah, it 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 sucks and it, it happens. I'm just trying to figure out actually you guys tell me what's the best way to save my my humidor. It's just a classic box. It's a Savoy, so it's a decent, you know, decent humidor. Closed as well. I think I'm gonna do uh, black ice and uh, two of the three twenty at seventy two percent for a little bit, and hopefully try and get some humidity back in. What are your thoughts on it? Uh personally, 
the one thing that I'm a little lacking. Well, I mean, I'm lacking in a lot of ways. But the one thing about my cigar smoking habits, I've said it before, I'll say it again. I smoke as many as I can buy. So storage for long term is not usually something that uh, I get a lot of experience with. But I do think that there are people that uh, go a little overboard, uh, especially with seasoning and humidor care. There are legitimate issues you got to worry about. Um, a lot of people forget about temperature. Temperature is just yeah. as important to relative humidity as the moisture is. So if you're storing your cigars in an area like I do in the Pittsburgh basement and it's 50 degrees, 45 degrees in the wintertime, you're not going to be able to get your humidity right. Um, so that's definitely something that you need to focus on and, and, and pay attention to. I would say that, you know, you, you, you do what you could do. And, um, yeah, it's, you just got to try and save it however you can. It's, there's not a whole lot you can do, I guess, at that point, you know, you're going to be, you're going to be stuck having to fix it. You're going to be stuck trying to gain your humidity back, but you know, I do believe in seasoning a humidor. I think it's really important that when you first get it, you got to give it that time and actually, you know, give it a good clean wipe down, give it time to absorb and take all that. Fair enough. So I want to take a moment to go ahead and reach out. We always, uh, you know, thank people for joining us uh, on social media or by email, writing into the show, joining the group, joining the conversation. Uh, so our friend Earl Serene, who is the... Uh, founder and runner of the Pittsburgh Cigar Club. I don't know, Earl, what your technical uh, position is. If you're president or, um, you know, Grand Puma, I don't want to uh, offend you by using the wrong terminology. But Earl reached out and uh, said that I kind of stepped on my own tongue last week talking about uh, the peat process for scotch. And uh, I think that I said something along the lines of the fact that they burn it to scorch the barrel. My understanding is that uh, there's a filtration process involved. But it's a, it's a good moment to reach out and remind everybody we are not uh, an authority. Everything that we say on here is not going to be the be-all and end-all. Please don't take... We're, we're here to talk about cigars because we enjoy it. It's a hobby that we like. We are not in any way professionals... Uh, so please do not take our words as gospel. Um, but we do appreciate the correction from Earl. He's always good for that. And, uh, you know, please, if you have anything to say, I'm sure that there's lots of other shit that we're going to get wrong each and every week. And you can let us know what it is by finding us at the Cigar Junkies at gmail.com or the Cigar Junkies podcast Facebook group. Uh, either way, you want to get in contact with us. We do like to hear from you guys. Um, we're going to try to improve this show every week and, uh, you know, hopefully get to a point where, you know, it's something that uh, anybody can listen to without being too offended. Uh, but uh, so like we said, next week is going to be the mystery cigar. Um, we can't tell you what it is because we don't effing know. So if you want to find out what that is, uh, go reach out to Dave. Uh, stop into the Leaning House Cigars, see if we can get you one of the unbanded mystery cigars for next week. Um, super cool when we know that you guys are smoking along with us. Um, absolutely appreciate that. And uh, any input that you guys have, we greatly appreciate. So like we say in the intro of every show, it is the podcast for the cigar smoker by the cigar smoker. And that means join in and let us know what you guys think at home. Yeah, dude. So... I'm dying, by the way. I got a secret. 
that I want to tell so bad. I think we all know already, Sam. A little bit on the fruity side is okay. There's nothing wrong with it. What you do in the privacy of your friend's hot tub is your business. Oh, no, I, oh, I'm dying. I'm itching. I cannot wait to break this news either, man. Okay, I'll bite uh, $5. Mm, keep going. I don't know where else to go to. $5 is literally the entirety of my family's wealth. <laughs> uh, so unless you're interested in a uh, dodgy-ass computer chair at the end of the table that may or may not have wood shims screwed into the bottom to try to make it something Wait. you can sit in. Wait, well, why, are there, why are there shims screwed into your chair? Because it's a piece of freaking garbage. <laughs> so uh, why do you it was pretty, and I was like, I needed a chair. Oh, it was shiny. Uh, the, the, wife, the wife moved her office upstairs, which is awesome, because it opened my space back up in the basement for me. Uh, and she took a chair with her, which is cool. I told her, pick whichever one you want. Uh, but uh, on the outside of my poker table and the, the garage, I traditionally have six uh, you know, computer chairs, office chairs, whatever you want to call them. And so we had an opening. And I saw this pretty white gaming chair. Looks like a freaking, you know, a harness racing seat. And I was like, that's what I want. And I picked it up used and was like, yeah, okay, this is going to be it. Bring it home. Sit in it as a piece of freaking crap. <laughs> this thing is like three inches off of the ground. It's tilted every which way from oh. Sunday. So I'm like, I can fix this. So I tear it apart. And uh, I added a couple of wood blocks it underneath to try to, to level it out a little bit, try to pick it up a little bit. And it helped, but it is still freaking garbage. Oh. And Home Depot does not carry a bolt uh, long enough for me to be able to put in enough shims to make a difference. The thing is cockeyed and freaking crooked. And oh. I'm going to uh, have to try it out. I, now, now you got me oh. curious. I'm going to drag it over here next time. And At I'm least two people it. sat in that chair last night playing poker. And um, the first person I could see the visible disappointment on their face. <laughs> but the best was my brother-in-law, who is, uh, he's a, a larger man than me, which most are. But Sean's got like a football player's build. Oh. And uh, so Sean, being the gentleman that he was, we, we can't fit. Uh, I, I can't fit that many office chairs in here and I don't have access to them. So we play poker last night and we had eight people in the room. So there's a couple of fold out uh, metal chairs and Sean being the gentleman he is took one of them so that other people could have the comfy chairs. And so after a couple people got weeded out of the game, Sean was like, Oh man, I'm going to upgrade to a big boy chair. Finally, <laughs> I'm getting out of this. And he sat down. <laughs> the disappointment on his face was tangible, man. Oh. I, he kept pretty close to going back to the metal fold up chair. Yeah. But there's something about having arms on the chair that even if it's crappier than a metal chair, it's at least a little bit better. Yeah. Not only that too, but that chair is in the worst position of the garage. So it's a Pittsburgh garage and we get water. And our garages and basements in Pittsburgh. And so there's a floor drain. And, of course, the concrete <laughs> has to roll downhill to the floor drain. So, so that has always been the downhill chair. You sit in it, you're probably going to end up rolling down. And, you know, you're going to be fighting it the whole time. It's nice if you want to get some cardio while you're hanging around. <laughs> Sitting playing running board games. in place. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if you're not into multitasking, you know, may not be the, uh, the thing that you want to do. I don't know. So I'm going to loop back to the stick real quick because I'm just about finished with mine. Uh, I will say this. I'm, I'm drinking Death Wish coffee. 
There you go. My oh, man. You I, like I, the Valhalla? Have you had it? I haven't. No. Oh, the Valhalla is real good. It's it's made by the same company. Uh, I've got it upstairs. I've I've done both. You see, I got the stickers yeah. all over the place. I got them at my hard, on my hard hat at work. Um, by the way, best fucking coffee logo ever. Yes. Cool as shit. Yeah. And and I'm t- I'll tell you what, that Death Wish coffee, if you have a heart condition, stay away from it. Yeah. That shit will fuck you up. But the Valhalla, um, I don't think is quite as strong. It's a little bit of a step down. That's got like five times the caffeine as normal coffee, I think. Yeah, something like that. Uh, the, the Valhalla has still got a lot more than normal coffee. Like, I've given it to some people, and they fucking run it around the room like a goddamn hummingbird. Um, but the Valhalla, I think, has a better f- uh, flavor profile to it. Okay, yeah. No, uh, this is excellent. But I will say the Tatawahe is not a coffee stick. No, the, the I'm drinking this, this the standard Diet Mountain Dew, and it, it's going well for me. Oh, yeah, you know what? Let's ask that. What is your favorite non-alcoholic drink to go with a stick? I'm going to post that con- uh, that question in the Facebook group. I want to see everybody's answers to it. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of people out there that have their their go-tos and um, people like different different varieties. Root beer, I hear, is real good. Um, traditionally, yeah, yeah, for sure. People are all about that one. I So... <laughs> I go heavy sugar on my desserts, but when I, my beverages, I drink a lot of pop. I like to do diet and, um, I usually do the, uh, the zero sugar monsters. Um, and I like the, uh, watermelon. So if, if you're giving me the option, it's either going to be the zero black, which is a black cherry or zero ultra watermelon on the monster line. See, I can't do uh, any sugar-free drinks. I have some kind of reaction to them like diet, any diet pop, uh, the sugar-free monsters, uh, even like the the nothing waters that they sell, the flavored waters that have nothing in them, like no no anything. Oh, I hate those. I can't like as soon as I drink them, it's an instant migraine, like worse than any hangover. Hmm. And, but it does. It, luckily, it doesn't last long. I just got to drink a bunch of water and it'll wash out. But I have the same problem. They're um, not lasting long. Not the headaches. <laughs> the headaches are on the other end of that conversation. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but no, I. I'd say for me, my my non-alcoholic drink with a stick is it's always coffee. But outside of coffee and like your stereotypical coffee bourbon, you know what we normally have, probably Mountain Dew. And I don't drink pop. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. almost ever. But uh, Mountain Dew, I don't know something about that sweetness with like a full body stick. Uh, actually, the Sin Compromiso. Sugar helps you deal with the processing of the nicotine too. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so that's like if you ever get a stick that's starting to push on your chest and uh, maybe turn your stomach a little bit, um, one of the best things you could do is grab sugar as quick as you can because it's like um, I, I, my understanding is that the nicotine overpowering your system kind of makes your body think that your blood sugar is low. So you can uh, fool it real quick. One of the best things that you can do to take care of it instantly, from my understanding, is pour a packet of sugar under your tongue. Huh. And that immediately tells your body you're good on your sugar levels and it should even you out. Wow. Yeah. No, I I actually probably should have thought about what causes the nicotine reactions when they do, but it's never crossed my mind before. I, you learn something every day. Hell yeah. But again, All we, scientific. we are not... <laughs> We're not medical professionals. These these are we're like, not any kind of professionals. I need to reiterate that again. We're, well, we're professional junkies. Wow, that's fair. 
Are we? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we're junkies. We are, we're professional junkies insofar as that a junkie by definition is not professional. So if we are the highest caliber of junkie, then we are the least professional anything else. I'm good with that association. Yeah, no, it's a double I, negative, but I like it. I don't want to be professional. Hell no. You describe it. It's the responsibilities and shit. Who wants that? Right. Adulting I, I, sucks. I definitely don't come here to be a responsible adult uh, by any means. Fair enough. Well, I think we're going to probably start to wrap this one up. We're going to keep it a little short this w- this week, just like our cigar was. But it was a good experience. I really liked the uh, tatuaje. Um, it's something that I'll go back to again. Maybe I'll be a little bit uh, uh, you know, more likely to go to that section of the humidor. Maybe with a little... Th- again, they all look the same, so maybe a little bit of uh, leading me to the right stick is the way to go there. But... Uh, Definitely a good experience. I will say the Sumatra. I've, I've had the Sumatra, and now, and I had the Habano. Uh, the Habano I thought was far better than the Sumatra. Okay. Um, it it and it's a good stick. But uh, one of the things I was talking to Dave the other day about with the sticks is I don't genuinely like a lot of Sumatras. Yeah, I, I I've been in the same boat. I don't mo- for the most part. I'm not a huge fan. It's not of my it. go-to. I'm not gonna say I dislike Sumatra like you know categorically but yeah. I, it's not it's not a generally i'll go to a different rapper yeah exactly same here but um i will say it, it was a great smoke mine burnt perfectly i mean yours, mine too. yours took a little tumble and even held up okay I oh think. yeah i mean it i drop them all the time <laughs> <laughs> um but no I, it was a great stick it was a good experience um probably won't buy another one um but that's just because I like the other ones in the line better. Yeah, I'm not. The, the one Rothschild I go to, we've talked about, of course, is that uh, vintage selection by Aladino. But that, for me, really comes down to the fact that the value for the money. Um, if if I could get that same blend in a bigger cigar, uh, I'd probably pay a little bit more for it. But I'm so happy with the way that that one hits my palate that I'll go to a shorter format than I normally would. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. Uh, it. I don't know. It's not... It's not that I want to talk bad on it, though. I, I just want to clarify that. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's not it's, a bad experience. If you're looking for a shorter format yeah. cigar, it's definitely a great way to go. It's it's um, it's probably not something for a mild cigar smoker. No, absolutely um, not. Especially at the beginning. It's kind of... It's approachable, it, and it's not overwhelming, but it, it also does have enough kick that if you're a mild guy, if you're a shade guy, this probably isn't the one for you. Um, and, and honestly, you usually get that a little bit on the shorter formats anyway. We've talked about that before with the way that they blend them with the tips of the, the leaves. But um, still, not uh, not something that I would put at the upper level of, of strength. It's still approachable. Yeah. No, it, it to me at least, it was a backwards stick. I felt like I got all the nicotine at the beginning. You know, the initial light, like I think you had commented at the beginning, it, it, it had a little pep to it there at the beginning and mm-hmm. then it almost calmed down as the stick warmed up so yeah it it tastes in the beginning like it could be one of those cigars that halfway through or when you're hitting the last third you might be getting that pressure on your chest and you might be reaching for your candy bar or your soda but it never sugar, got to that your point. sugar packet or your sugar packet sugar cube oh there you go i haven't seen a sugar cube in like fucking 20 years my, my daughter rides horses oh, there you horses go. love sugar cubes so we we actually always keep a box of them in the car yeah fair enough yeah oh fun fun man well i'm glad we did this uh i like the i like doing a little earlier in the day it's kind of nice i'll smoke a cigar anytime today yeah but i you know coming in having the conversation a little earlier not burned out from the day of 
run around. This was a lot of fun. Nipples cutting glass. Yeah, you definitely uh, you tried to freeze me out today, though. You I'd, did your best. Mm, I'm going a, I'm to a throw my daughter under the bus <laughs> for that one. But what are you, you going to do? Wendy's yeah. calls, you know? Yeah. yeah um, no. Awesome. Well, thank, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, like I said, I'll throw on the Facebook page the question about the drinks. And, uh, yeah, stop in the shop. Ask for the Unbanded Cigar next week. And we look forward to you guys smoking along with us. And please keep listening. Please keep sharing and, and spread the junky word. <laughs> <laughs>